Welcome to the Eva India Insights podcast. I'm your host Ragini and in this episode we try and decode the interim budget for FY25 in order to bring out the key macroeconomic messages. To facilitate this discussion we are joined by Dr. DK Srivastava, a distinguished economist, honorary professor Madras School of Economics and Eva India's chief policy advisor. A very warm welcome Dr. Srivastava. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let us kick off by getting a perspective on the key takeaways from the vote on account budget. Dr. Srivastava, what do you think have been the key economic priorities of the government as evidenced from the interim budget? In particular, are there any growth signals emanating from the budget? Well, from a macro fiscal perspective, it is the balance between fiscal consolidation and support to economic growth which has been the guiding feature of the uh, FY25 budget. Now, from the viewpoint of fiscal consolidation, the budget has given a clear signal that after having been disturbed in the COVID year, when fiscal deficit had slipped to 9.2%, they are able to bring it down incrementally in the FY24 revised estimates to 5.8%, which is an improvement over the budget estimate of 5.9%, and then bring it down further to 5.1% in FY25 and 4.5% in FY26. So clearly, the emphasis on fiscal consolidation will be received very well by the private sector where investment possibilities are being examined as well as the uh, multinational organizations and other stakeholders who look uh, towards the fiscal fiscal sustainability of government of india's budget hmm. now the second feature is that in order to support growth the momentum on capital expenditure growth has been uh, sustained in the sense that in the FY24 budget, the using the uh, estimate of the uh, revised estimates for FY24, the realized growth may be close to 28%. And in FY25, when we consider budget estimates over re revised estimates, the growth rate in capital expenditure can be uh, nearly 17%. Hmm. Further, the central government has continued with the program to support the state governments with their existing scheme of extending a 50-year interest-free loans if such loans are to be used for state government capital expenditure. So it has this scheme has done very well in FY24 and it has been extended with a enhanced amount in FY25 and I expect that this will support growth. The third feature is that as fiscal deficit is reduced, the, the center's dependence on market borrowing would go down and this will facilitate eventually a regime where interest rate reduction may be feasible. This will spur private investment. So in this sense, the budget has established a robust balance between fiscal consolidation and uh, support to growth. Right. 
Thank you for your lucid and thoughtful insights, sir. My second question is, in your assessment, are the tax revenue growth estimates for FY24 RE and FY25 B realistic? Well, in terms of the real, uh, revised estimates, the growth in direct taxes has been very, uh, very high at 17.2%. Hmm. This has been lowered marginally to 13.1% in FY25. As against this, the indirect taxes had grown somewhat lower at 7% and this has been enhanced to 9.4%. Now, together, therefore, gross tax revenues of the central government show a growth of 12.5% in FY24 and 11.5% in FY25. Right. These growth rates respond to nominal GDP growth and tax buoyancies, assumed tax buoyancies. Now, in terms of the realism, the tax buoyancy has been brought down from 1.4 to 1.1, which in some sense is somewhat conservative. And if the buoyancy improves a little bit, uh, there would be a higher realized tax revenue in FY25. This may be further positively affected by uh, the nominal growth assumptions. The nominal growth that has been assumed is 10.5, and that appears to be somewhat lower than our expectation of close to 11%. So given both of these factors may turn out to be somewhat better. We might do better in terms of the assumed uh, gross tax revenues. Right, sir. Thank you for explaining it so vividly. My last question is, can we say that India is well on its path towards fiscal consolidation? And is the fiscal deficit target of 4.5% of GDP, as was mentioned by the FM, achievable? And when would you think the FRBM target of 3% would be reached? Well, the dynamics of uh, fiscal imbalance is such that uh, when some major macro shock occurs, hmm. just as we experienced the uh, COVID shock in FY21, centers fiscal deficit had shot up to 9.2%. Hmm. So the increase happens in one shot. The improvement back to normalcy takes several years. So from 92 we reduced it to 6.7, then 6.4, then 5.8, and now we are planning to bring it, planning to bring it down to 5.1 and to 4.5 in FY26. Mm -hmm. Now, as you say, this is still well above the FRBM target of 3%. Uh, it might take another uh, three years uh, and uh, 50 basis points of reduction per year to reach the level of uh, 3% as envisaged in the FRBM. So the government has shown a clear commitment towards achieving normalization of, of the level of fiscal deficit in hmm. being consistent with FRBM, but it might take several years. Uh, so the dynamics is such that uh, the, the deterioration occur in one shot and improvement occurs in 
it this time it has taken uh, at, at, it is going to take at least eight years. Right. Right, sir. So these are extremely useful perspectives, Dr. Shivasava. Thank you so much for joining us in this session and providing us your invaluable insights. Thank you to all our listeners. Stay tuned for more captivating discussions on EVA India Insights. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest updates. Until next time, this is Ragini Trihan signing off. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you.